Carolinas, an independent voice for liberty, an oasis of sanity and civility, a breath of fresh air. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Good Friday morning. Welcome to the broadcast. And a shout out to all of the veterans within the sound of my voice. Can I just say one huge thank you? Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for who you are. And I hope that we do all that we can to honor you and your sacrifice. Glad you're with us on this very important day. We start where we started yesterday with a concern about weather. In fact, today... We have a tornado watch in effect for the Charlotte area. Remnants of the tropical storm are moving across the state right now. This tornado watch in effect for Charlotte and surrounding counties until 3 p.m. today. 3 p.m. today, we're dealing with Nicole. Now, this morning issued, this watch actually issued this morning at 6.15, covers dozens of North Carolina counties, still in the path of the storm. As you know, a tornado watch means tornadoes are possible in and near the watch area. We also have a wind advisory until 7 o'clock. Expecting winds 10 to 20 miles an hour with gusts up to 40. So that's also a concern. So to provide some insight on where this storm is and what it's doing and when this whole thing moves out of here, we'll also take a look at next week. We bring back our good friend, meteorologist Richard Llewelling from the Weather Channel. Good morning. Welcome back, sir. Good morning. How are you this morning? Doing very well. Very well. Uh, Wet, as you might expect. It's been wet pretty much the last uh, 24 hours or so. And um, we're curious where this storm is. Where's the heart of the storm? Where is it going? What's going to be the impact here? Well, Nicole, uh, we just got the latest advisory from the National Hurricane Center of course, uh, Nicole uh, down to a tropical depression, winds of 30 miles per hour, and uh, located about 35 miles north of Atlanta. It is moving into the north-northeast at about 23 miles per hour. So we're starting to see the influence of a cold front off to the west that's starting to pick this system up. So this is quickly going to roll out of Georgia, move up into the western part of North Carolina, and then move on up into uh, southwest Virginia pretty quickly as we move on through the course of the afternoon, which is looking at the last observation at Charlotte Douglas. And uh, we did see a wind gust there of 34 in the last few minutes. So there is some gusty winds that are showing up across uh, much of the Piedmont and Western Carolinas right now. Of course, higher elevations, you're going to go, you're going to see a little bit more in the way of some strong gusty winds as we make our way on through the course of the afternoon. Overall, it looks like uh, the Better chances for the tornado threat is going to be east of the Piedmont. And, I, you know, even though they are still mentioning that potential of a tornado, still a possibility for the afternoon hours, I think the better dynamics are going to stay off to the east of Charlotte and push on up into far eastern North Carolina and southern Virginia, especially for areas along the 95 corridor where the better dynamics are going to be at as we roll on through the afternoon. Rains are going to last here in Charlotte till about 8 o'clock tonight probably till about 6 in the upstate, and we should see some clearing as we move on into the nighttime hours tonight. Rainfall amounts about a quarter of an inch here for Charlotte, probably an additional half an inch, and that's going to bring rainfall amounts anywhere into the 1 to 2 inch rains. We have seen some isolated higher amounts in some spots, 
And I think that's going to pretty much is pretty much in line to what we were talking about yesterday in regards to rainfall amounts. Get this out of the way. And most of Saturday is going to be a dry day. It's going to be another warm one tomorrow. Temperatures should get up into the 70s ahead of the cold front that will roll through the region about 9 o'clock tomorrow night. And that's going to bring an end to the warmth and bring in some cooler, drier air for the close of the weekend and the start of next week. Daytime temperatures are going to be in the 50s. Sunday and most of Monday with nighttime lows in the 30s. And then uh, we'll start to focus our attention on the Tuesday event uh, that looks to bring the potential of some winter weather concerns, especially for the escarpment and higher elevations of the Western Carolinas and upstate as we uh, move into uh, Tuesday night. Temperatures expected to be right there around 32 degrees or maybe a few degrees above or below that. So there is that potential. There could be uh, some travel concerns as we move into Tuesday night and early Wednesday in, re- in regards to that next system that comes in. I think for Charlotte, though, temperatures are just going to be just a little bit too warm. Readings expected to be in the low 40s Tuesday night and early Wednesday for Charlotte. But the upstate and western North Carolina could easily see temperatures between uh, 32 and 36 degrees. So that magic number is there is that we could see a little bit of winter precipitation. And I think better chances as you get from Asheville northward on up toward uh, Boone and those areas in the ski areas, looks like they're going to have a good opportunity to see some overnight low temperatures in the 20s, and they'll probably have the opportunity to make some snow coming up early next week. At this point, we're talking with meteorologist Richard Llewellyn. One of the things I'm curious about as you describe the the early part of the week, Tuesday night, is it safe to say at this point it's looking like the immediate Charlotte area will dodge the bullet in terms of the possibility of winter weather? This is something more likely for the upstate. Yeah, it's definitely looking that way with this uh, next system coming in on Tuesday. And then there's even, even out looking out further into the long range, there's another disturbance that comes in on the heels of this next system Thursday night into Friday of next week that looks like it has the same potential to produce uh, more winter precipitation concerns in the upstate and western Carolinas uh, with the next system. So, you know, it looks like uh, we're going to be going off to the races here pretty soon in regards to, uh, you know, the concerns for uh, below average temperatures, winter precipitation in the mountains, you know, some close calls for Charlotte. But, you know, I think that, uh, you know, right now between now and at least through Thanksgiving, the potentials for winter weather for the Charlotte Metro are pretty small, but the better chances in the upstate and higher elevations where they're going to definitely see the potential of seeing at least a little bit of freezing rain, maybe some sleet or snow in those locations as we move on into next week and later into next week as well with the next system coming in behind that. Well, we definitely... um, it's going to be quite a shock to the system with the very mild weather we've experienced thus far in the final minute or so that we have left just to kind of wrap up and hopefully say goodbye to Nicole as Nicole moves through the Carolinas. This looks like a closeout with just some rain and some wind. And when is all of this out of our hair completely, Richard? Should be out of, out of our hair by 6 o'clock in the upstate in western North Carolina, by 8 o'clock here in the Charlotte metro, about a quarter to a half an inch of rain that will stick with us through the afternoon. Uh, should see uh, skies clear tonight in the overnight hours, and then we set the stage for a beautiful day tomorrow with readings in the 70s, probably one of our last days in the 70s uh, for the year as we transition into colder weather much of the country looking at below average temperatures starting Sunday and continuing on for the next two weeks. 
and our temperatures are going to settle into the 50s for daytime highs as we move into Sunday and Monday. So get ready to dig out those jackets and sweaters. Finally, some fall weather here for the Carolinas. <laughs> no question about that. Richard Llewellyn, thanks very much for joining us on the broadcast this morning. Have yourself a great weekend, sir. You too, sir. Richard Llewellyn, uh, who is always faithful to give us updates on what's going on with these weather systems that are moving through. It looks like this one is not going to do a significant amount of damage. Uh, of course, we keep in mind this tornado watch still in effect for the immediate Charlotte area. And this evening, we get all of this completely out of the way. Still to come in the broadcast, a couple of good news stories for you. One of them will affect all of us. It relates to presidential power. A federal judge has made a very important decision. That and much more as we continue. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, we've got so much to get to. I want to start with some good news on a couple of fronts. One, a very important decision that's been rendered by a federal judge in Texas. This judge has declared President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program is unlawful. This is yet another blow to this attempted wealth transfer. That's what it is. It's not student loan forgiveness. It's wealth transfer. President Donald Trump appointed Judge Mark Pittman. He's the one who ruled in favor of the conservative advocacy group Job Creators Network which brought suit on behalf of two student loan borrowers. One of the borrowers was ineligible for Biden's loan forgiveness program. The other did not qualify for the entire $20,000 forgiveness. The plaintiff borrowers argued Biden administration violated federal law by denying borrowers an opportunity to provide public comment before rolling out the program. Folks, would you listen to this? This is just basic schoolhouse rock material it is here is what judge Pittman stated the Constitution vests all legislative powers in Congress this power however can be delegated to the executive branch but if the executive branch seeks to use that delegated power to create a law of vast economic and political significance it must have clear congressional authorization if not, the executive branch unconstitutionally exercises legislative powers vested in Congress. In this case, the HEROES Act, a law to provide loan assistance to military personnel defending our nation, does not provide the executive branch clear congressional authorization to create a $400 billion student loan forgiveness program. Now, Pittman went on to add that former President Donald Trump's administration, the U.S. Department of Education, molded the idea of using the HEROES Act to provide student debt relief amid the coronavirus pandemic, but ultimately concluded it didn't have the legal authority to do so. They knew better. In fact, Pittman, in his order, quoted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who said the president does not have the power for debt forgiveness and noted it must be accompanied through an act of Congress. Congress! Folks, this is not complicated stuff. Job Creators Network President Elaine Parker said this ruling protects the rule of law, 
which requires all Americans to have their voices heard by the federal government. This, as I've said, is a no-brainer. Parker goes on to say the attempted illegal student loan bailout would have done nothing to address the root cause of unaffordable tuition. Greedy and bloated colleges. How many times have you heard that, ladies and gentlemen? If they keep getting an unlimited supply of money out of Washington, what incentive do they have to cut the prices? None. This is why health care costs and educational costs are going up far beyond the rate of inflation. And the sooner the federal government gets out of both areas, the more, the sooner these two areas can move into the realm of affordability. They're not going that direction, and they won't. Let me go back to this. This attempted illegal student loan bailout would have done nothing to address the root cause of unaffordable tuition, greedy and bloated colleges that raise tuition far more than inflation year after year. While, did you know this? Sitting on $700 billion in endowments. We hope the court's decision will lay the groundwork for real solutions to the student loan crisis. By the way, where's Congress on this? Where are the Republicans on this? Still, I've not heard Republicans with a coherent message on this subject. This is so significant. And I'm so thankful that we've got a judge who recognizes the importance of the separation of powers. This is basic constitutional stuff. And I'm glad at least we've got one court which is standing by the Constitution. A little bit more of a local story before we continue and get into the muck and mire. And folks, I'm going to tell you there's a lot of muck and mire. It will require a lot of courage to engage today's program today. And again, I warn you, if you're any kind of snowflake, I don't care what the persuasion is, this program's not for you. By now, you know I'm an independent thinker. And now more than ever, we've got to be independent thinkers, and we've got to use our minds, not our emotions, to make some very important decisions in the coming weeks. One of the things I said to you, the center of all political activity now needs to be focused on Georgia. Georgia. And anybody else, and I want to make this very clear, drawing attention to themselves rather than that race should be summarily dismissed. But we'll talk about this a little bit later on. Let me tell you first about a good Samaritan. Someone who's anonymous. This good Samaritan in Michigan did the right thing in a situation that might have caused another person a lot of stress. Think about it. What would you do if you found a wallet with over $2,500 in cash inside? This is the question the Wyandettes Police Department asked followers in a social media post on Tuesday. One of our citizens who wished to remain anonymous dropped it off to us. 
to return to the rightful owner. The wallet was intact, held several forms of identification along with the cash. When the individual found the wallet on Fort Street, he handed it over to the police who tracked down the owner. It's believed the person who misplaced it absentmindedly drove away after setting it on top of his vehicle. I know. Go ahead. Call me stupid. I did this once. I had a bunch of things I was putting away. And I think I had my phone, maybe a phone and wallet, on top of the car. This is another product of ADHD. The police chief, Deputy Police Chief Archie Hamilton, saying empathy is when someone can emotionally put themselves in someone else's shoes. In other words, what would I want somebody to do if they found my wallet? It's clear the Samaritan who found the wallet did exactly that. He was able to understand the emotions the rightful owner felt. Honesty, integrity, trustworthy, all terms that can be used to describe this particular Samaritan. But more than anything, his ability to be empathetic that ultimately compelled him to do the right thing. Hunter later prepared a gift bag for the citizens to thank you, which contained police items and a gift card. Similar incidents occurred a few months ago when a father returned a lost wallet to set a good example for his young daughter in Forest Brook, South Carolina. Saying you no matter what color, no matter what, just do the right thing. There's only one person looking down from above. I'm always trying to teach my daughter to do the right thing. Isn't that an important message for all of us in every situation? <laughs> Stay with us. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. On that text line, we begin here. Good morning, Vince. Just want to let you know I stopped listening to you a few years back because of a comment you made about Trump. Put your big boy pants on. Yeah, I think I remember that comment. After hearing his comments about DeSantis, I'm inclined to agree with you now. Also on the text line about this so-called debt forgiveness, wealth transfer. Don't you mean debt transfer? Can I apply for Biden to pay $10,000 for my credit card bills? Ha ha. Biden will do anything legal and mostly illegal to get votes. Yeah. If there's no pushback on executive overreach, it's only human nature that if given an inch, expect a mile to be taken. Yep. Vince, it doesn't matter. Joe got what he wanted with the election. Yes, he did. Vince, where's the crisis? Not sure I understand. Students take loans. Students pay back the loans. Same as any loan. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to work. Vince, New York flipped three blue seats red. A lot of those Republicans still voted for the Democrat governor. A Republican in New York is not a Republican in Alabama. Well, that's for sure. Very different breed, right? Vince, launching Trump's campaign in 2024 next week is more important than what happens in Georgia. I live there. The state is lost. Dems will cheat and win. I won't even waste my time by voting. Hashtag Trump 2024. Let me just tell you, this is the most idiotic text message that I've read today. And I don't mind saying it. And I'm going to be even more aggressive about addressing this. This is nonsense and it's suicidal. And if this is the way 
you're going to approach things. Congratulations for helping to pull down our republic. We don't need liberals. All we need are small-minded people who will not let go of a cult. It's that simple. That will destroy us. It will. To continue to listen to one person and allow that person to control what you think. We're going to delve into this in a bit, but I want to address another subject first. If I see correctly, the Republican Party has not reached that magic point where we can say they will take over the House. But when they do, there will be a very important conversation about what takes place in the House with leadership and in the Senate with leadership. Please listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't do this often. Now is the time to contact your member of Congress and tell them you absolutely, unequivocally, find it unacceptable for them to vote for Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell. Reject them. Let me give you something to set the table about what is happening politically. Some election headlines from Drudge. Democrat nears victory in the Arizona Senate race. Shocking. Kerry Lake down by 1.4%. GOP fears another Trump disaster in Georgia runoff. Peggy Noonan. Haven't read this piece. This must be a winner. She writes really well. And much of the time I agree with her. Maybe Republicans will finally learn. I wonder what the lesson is. House majority still up for grabs, as we mentioned. And a question many of you are asking, why in the world does ballot counting take so long? It's really unacceptable and inexcusable. But it's happening yet again. But let me very quickly get to this story. I want you to listen to me very closely. UK Daily Mail, once again, on top of this story. Republican caucus says Kevin McCarthy does not have the votes to be House Speaker. The battle over GOP leadership intensifies as the party goes to battle over plans to impeach Biden and a slew of investigations, including Hunter. The House Freedom Caucus could reportedly stymie GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's bid for the House Speakership. Its chairman, Scott Perry, told Politico McCarthy had not responded to the caucus demands presented to him before Election Day. Let me just say here, parenthetically, Kevin McCarthy is not ready for prime time. He's never been ready for prime time. Can I remind you again of Kevin McCarthy's Liberty Score? This is the only thing that matters, folks, how these people actually vote, not what they are saying on the campaign trail and what they say in speeches. Kevin McCarthy's Liberty Score is a freaking 54. And I'm going to go on record with this, and I don't care. Who is offended by this? But it would be profoundly moronic for anybody to vote for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House. It's unacceptable. As volatile as the times are, 
and the battles that we have that we're facing right now within our own party, the last thing we should do is to put losers at the top of the leadership. A leader means somebody you want to emulate. Why in the hell would you want to emulate somebody with a 54 Liberty score? Why? So it's unacceptable to vote for Kevin McCarthy. So I want you reach out to your member of Congress in both Carolinas, no matter who it is. You tell them you will be watching and you find it unacceptable for them to vote for anybody with a failing Liberty score. Anybody who is below a C. I mean, the idea that you'd even vote for somebody with a C when there are people who are acceptable, who are reliably conservative, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. By the way, one name that's been floated out there, Jim Jordan. You should know Jim Jordan has a 94% Liberty score. 94%. Now tell me, why on God's green earth would you vote for Kevin McCarthy? So we're hearing he doesn't have the votes. Good. It's time to go to battle. For his part, Scott Perry is trying to delay next week's House Republican leadership elections. Biden phoned McCarthy after calling a series of victorious Democrats, saying he's ready to compromise with Republicans during his news conference. This is trouble, because I know what Kevin McCarthy will do. I just want you to know this. McCarthy wrote colleagues to humbly seek their support on Wednesday. Hell no. Marjorie Taylor Greene would not say if she will support McCarthy's speakership bid when asked by reporters. Nobody. No Republican should support this guy at all. Stay with us. And back on the broadcast here over on the text line. We really got things rolling. This texture says, preach it, Vince. Another person. So you just called Trump supporters a cult. Real nice. I'm telling you, those people were still die hard. I was listening to a program yesterday. And it's kind of interesting because I was listening to a program yesterday I didn't expect. And I heard back-to-back defenders of Donald Trump. Still. This morning, I was listening to a broadcast. I won't say which one. And I was quite surprised. This is a network which is like wall-to-wall Trumpism. They were back-to-back callers. It's like, I'm out. This is too much. And there's more, folks. There's fresh stuff this morning. And I'm going to tell you why. If you're on the Trump train, you don't need to just walk off. You need to jump off. It is a suicide mission now, ladies and gentlemen. You need to understand that. This man is going to burn down everything that doesn't have his freaking name on it. Please understand that. That's what this is all about. Donald J. Trump. 
And if you haven't understand that, understood that by now, you ought to get it now. This man is burning everybody. At a time, Republicans need to come together to fight the most important battles. Once again, it's all about him. I will get to that in just a moment. On McCarthy, I'm with you, Vince. McCarthy is a rhino. I, you know, it's gotten to the point that word doesn't even mean anything anymore. I think we need to start using another word. How about the word fraud? Let's get rid of this rhino thing. Fraud. Presenting yourself as a Republican, supporting Republican values, and you won't even vote for them. What are you worth? Nothing. Vince McCarthy and McConnell can both adios as far as I'm concerned. How do we find Liberty Scores? I love Jim Jordan. Liberty Scores, all you have to do. Folks, it's so simple. Just do a search. A Google search, type in the congressperson's name and Liberty Score, and voila, you will have their Liberty Score. By the way, Jim Jordan's is 94. Kevin McCarthy's is 54. This isn't rocket science, people. I, and I, and I, I do know why. But I've told you for years, we haven't dealt with the fundamental problems. In fact, while I'm thinking about it, let me, let me remind you. What is Mitch McConnell's liberty score? Are you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? It's a 44. Why? Why? You want to know why we keep losing? Because we keep allowing the people we elect to put losers in leadership positions. Mitch McConnell is a loser. I'm thankful for all the judges, including the Supreme Court nominees, that he pushed through. Praise God. But please, send this guy to an old folks home. He's done. Let me get to the news. Because we've got some new developments. Well, let me finish these texts first. I don't know a lot about McCarthy. When I hear him speech, speak, I don't like his speaking style. Seems wishy-washy. Because he is. Jim Jordan's a much better choice, this texter says. My support remains with the GOP. Would prefer DeSantis over Trump. This is due to Donald Trump's refusal to condemn this dangerous COVID-19 jab. I'm not alone out here. Kevin's weaker. That's why the Democrats will make a deal with him to get him to be speaker. Just a sampling of some of these items here. No Kevin. Thank Kevin. <laughs> Vince, I find myself agreeing with you more and more. Kevin McCarthy said nothing when the corrupt Census Bureau stole six seats from us two years ago. He even colluded with Liz Cheney, wanting to censor people in his own party. He's not saying anything about this election corruption going on across the country. He does not represent us. He's controlled opposition. That's a good one. Jim Jordan's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. My worry is the GOP House will waste two years doing Joe and Hunter Biden endless investigations. That's from JT. I am with you. Don't waste time with that nonsense. This is a waste of time, ladies and gentlemen. Trump has exposed himself as a sociopathic narcissist. McConnell, McCarthy, McDaniel, they're frauds. This texture says Trump knows what he's doing. Yep. 
folks, we'll delve into this new outrage from Donald Trump that ought to be universally condemned by every liberty lover in America. We'll talk about it and why we'll Faith Focus Friday straight ahead. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice of reason, an oasis of civility and humanity. I'm on a journey, the pursuit of truth, not just facts to fill the head, but also life-changing power to change hearts and transform minds. A journey of relationship, to connect to people of goodwill everywhere, to build upon civil society, to transcend tribal divisions with timeless values and love. A growing coalition of choice, not coercion. Are you with me? This is the Vince Copley And here we are, hour number two of the broadcast. Over on the text line, Vince, the party must move on from Trump. His divisiveness will guarantee failure in future elections. That's an understatement. Some of the other items here. Trump is taunting the deep state. He wants to get arrested. For your response, you're taking the bait. Well, it's working. You've got to be kidding me. If I hear another line about this stupid deep state stuff that nobody has done a darn thing to dismantle. <laughs> this this just kills me. If Trump doesn't run, then I'm for DeSantis. <laughs> Vince, you're a liberty lover. You ever turn around and listen to yourself? I'm a patriot. Usually I would never question someone's patriotism, but you do. Turn around and listen to yourself sometime. I am, and I'm telling you, a patriot is concerned about their country, and they're willing to lay down their lives for their country, and they're not preoccupied with themselves. Period. You lay down your life. I don't care what you did for somebody. You did it out of service and love for your country, and you don't bring it back up and tell people, oh, I did this for you. Did you see how humiliating, how humiliating that it was the way he treated J.D. Vance? He was basically kissing my ass. Do you, you remember him talking about that? To say this is not presidential, that's an understatement. This is classless. This is crazy. Trump says he helped DeSantis cheat to win his first election. I smell a Department of Justice investigation. <laughs> DeSantis is deep state. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You folks. Vince, you're no patriot. You're a sellout Democrat pretending. Tell me one Democrat position. One. Just give me one of them. <laughs> this is, I'm telling you, folks. The liberals are going to have a field day. Because within our own party, we have abandoned liberty. We have abandoned the Constitution and values for a personality cult. That's what's going on right now. Before we go there, Faith Focus Friday. And this is another reminder to me before I delve into the latest outrage from our former president, who will never be president again. Let me just make that very clear. Never. This guy will never be president again. 
He's done. And if he's concerned at all about the legacy of the things he did accomplish, the best thing to do is to stop now. But this guy keeps digging and digging and digging. Faith Focus Friday first. So much of this is about perspective. And one of the things that we really need to do is to keep that perspective. And ultimately, it does not depend on men. This is where I think we get ourselves in so much trouble. There's a sense of desperation. We've got to win. We've got to win. We've got to win. And we cling to things, ironically. Not only are you going to make us lose, but we've lost our hearts. We've lost our souls in the process of running after what? The American dream? And I'm speaking to those who say, I am Christian. Your kingdom values must transcend and always supersede any political perspective. And if any individual or party is able to basically transcend the alleged kingdom values that you claim to espouse, you really need to do some serious self-examination and frankly repent. And I'm saying we all do. Let me just read, (laughs) of all places, today's Faith Focus Friday comes from Babylon B. Disappointed Christian Republicans briefly consider placing trust in God again. Oh my gosh, this is biting. This week, Christian Republicans expressed disappointment when the expected red wave was downgraded to a red trickle. Widespread reports indicated their frustration with the election results was acute enough to nearly convince them to place their trust in God once again, rather than elected representatives. Wow, this is brutal. After months of putting their trust in human leaders for protection, some Christians are suggesting we all start trusting the creator of the universe for the future, said political analyst Robert Austinson to reporters via a Facebook live stream while refreshing his feed of post-election Christian commentators. I'm not really sure that's a good strategy after God's inability to get our preferred candidates elected in these midterms. <laughs> Some in the Christian community responded to the election results by saying things like, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Christ will build his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And do not push your, put your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. Instead, put your trust in the Lord. Political consultants, however, insist these claims are dubious at best. <laughs> At publishing time, Christians had been veering dangerously close to trusting in God before suddenly remembering there was a shiny new election in 2024 to chase. Ouch. Folks, this is convicting. I don't know about you, it is to me. Do we really believe at the end of the day in God's sovereignty? See, I think this is one of the reasons we go sideways. It's because we have this sense of desperate. Oh, we've got to save the republic. Oh, so-and-so is the only one who's going to save the republic. No, you faithfully hold on to your values and your principles. And if you lose, you lose. 
It's not woe is me, it's the end of the world. I've seen that. I have seen that. I've seen that in me. And for that, I have to repent. See, when we put our trust in the right place, we don't have this sense of desperation that it's got to be this person or that person. We can have a peace about it and say, you know what? This is what happened. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And again, this is a reminder to me, still to come in the broadcast, Donald Trump and his acrimony. He's going out against yet another winner. It's only the beginning, folks. I'm just warning you. Anybody who is not showing proper fealty to this man, he is going to take aim at. This is not about attacking the deep state or anything like that. This is about attacking anybody who doesn't kiss my ass. That's what this man is. And you'll hear the latest example coming up. Vince, my brother, a lifelong Democrat, told me June 2016, Trump would destroy the Republican Party. Six and a half years later, Trump is doing just that. I just turned in your show. Please repeat what Trump said. I haven't said what he said yet. I will get to it in a moment. Vince, 28-year veteran, three wars of Trump's age group. You don't understand the man. Only real men that will challenge the Democrats and the GOP. I trust him. Uh, I do understand him. He's not a real man. He's a boy. Only a boy is preoccupied continuously with seeking affirmation because that's what this is. He is a boy who has never grown up, who still needs people to appease him. The sad thing is watching all the alleged adults running around after him. Oh, oh, we still love you. We still love you. Folks, I'm warning you. We are destroying ourselves. Vince, as much as I appreciate what Trump did for our country, he's not uniting us by tearing down other good Republican leaders. He's too old to run again anyway. Vince, great show. Continue to keep up the fight. The listeners do not like your thoughts and beliefs. Please inform them. There are other radio channels. People know that. By the way, we're observing Veterans Day today. All the past and present veterans gave us the right to choose what we listen to. That is true. Every one of these veterans gave up a lot. Some gave all. Stay strong, brother. Keep up the good fight. Let me go right in. This person says, I should add this. I voted for Trump twice. Not going to do it again because his rallies proved that we would have four years of get even with my enemies. Well, there you go. You ready for this? This is fresh, ladies and gentlemen. And I told you, this isn't going to stop. This isn't just Ron DeSantis now. This man is going to go after everyone he considers a threat to his presidential hopes. And he will tear down wonderful people who have light years more character than he does. That's what's going to happen here. My question is, how many cowards are going to sit by and watch him do this? 
before everybody universally stands up and says, shut the hell up and go sit down somewhere? That's my question. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we need to do today. Let me go right to it. Trump blasts out racist attack on Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Now, this is a twofer, because not only is it an attack on Glenn Youngkin, can I remind you just a few weeks ago that he made a racist attack against Mitch McConnell's wife. I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell's wife. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell. But racist comments are unacceptable by anybody. So he lashed out at Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin in a racist post on his Truth Social platform. Trump, who views Youngkin as part of the Republican establishment that wants to squeeze the former president out of the GOP, suggested, Youngkin's name sounds Chinese. What a stupid, asinine comment. Why? How long are we going to put up with this nonsense? How long is it going to take for us to universally say, stop it? Trump goes on. I endorsed him. Did a very big Trump rally for him telephonically. Got MAGA to vote for him. Or he couldn't have come close to winning. But he knows that and admits that. A Youngkin spokesperson didn't immediately return the call to the Daily Beast for comment this morning. And here is the other part of that. You remember... How excited we were when Youngkin was arrested, was, was elected. And it wasn't just him. We also got to meet this wonderful woman who has so wonderfully served her country. And we would love to see in higher office as well. Winsome Sears. Well, yesterday... She said she would not support former President Trump running again for the White House if he declares his candidacy. Sears telling Fox News' Neil Cavuto, Trump had numerous accomplishments with the economy and with public safety, but she said voters showed in the midterm elections they want the Republican Party to have a different leader. I could not support him. I just couldn't. Oh, gosh. And this is my favorite part of what she says. This is a woman who gets it. Please listen to her voice. If you don't listen to mine, a true leader understands when they have become a liability. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage. And the voters have given us that very clear message. She said voters are saying enough is enough and America is the prize. Winsome Sears. If I dare say it, she is a prophetess on this particular subject. She's right on the money. A true leader recognizes, you know what? I'm a liability here. I need to get out of the way. The last thing I want to do is to hurt a movement that I, cl- I claim to care about. If I really believe that the stakes are so high. Please don't ever let me be in the way. I have that perspective. And if there were ever a situation that presented itself like that, absolutely, I'd step out of the way. But usually, it's the people who are self-aware who don't need to do that. This is disgusting. 
And again, for those who did not hear, an attack against Glenn Youngkin, who apparently has not appropriately and for long enough kissed Donald Trump's ass. That's what this is all about. And now Winsome Sears. Let me repeat again what she said. A true leader understands when they become a liability. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage. And the voters have given us that very clear message. Enough is enough. Thank you, Winsome Sears. And you know, it takes courage to say this. Because the mob is going to come after her. And call her all kinds of names. Probably even racist ones. And yes, I said it. There's no excuse. Why in the world would you insult Asian people? Who are probably many of which are probably inclined to vote for you. And alienate people over a stupid comment like that. This is not how you build coalitions. Because at the end of the day, this is not about the people who are going to show up at rallies. This is about the people who are swing voters. I, I heard something the other day that really disturbed me. Yesterday. That a lot of the swing voters voted Democrat. The people who said they were concerned about the economy, all the things that many of us are concerned about, at the end of the day, they could not vote for the Republican. We've got branding issues. And I'm telling you, the first thing you do with the brand, you've got to get rid of the trash. And folks, this that we're getting out of Donald Trump is nothing but trash. It's trash. And the sooner we realize that, the better. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program, and yes, I've gotten the hornet's nest stirred up here. <laughs> When you lay down with the snake, you're liable to get bit. Trump's has a bit of a following. Republicans have a big problem. Yes, they do. Wow, 45 really is going to tear the Republican Party apart. Holy cow. Sad thing is, I know people that still seemingly worship at his altar. Pray for our country. Have faith. Stay focused. And thank God it's Friday. Amen to that. Vince, I couldn't agree with you more. Admittedly, I was on the Trump train for longer than most and believe he was treated terribly while in office. I hoped he would run again until Tuesday, 11-8. It's obvious we cannot win with Trump and his recent behavior regarding DeSantis. It's awful. He cares more about himself than the Republican Party and our country. Ah... Agree with you, Vince. I've been saying this for a while. Appreciate all Trump did, but Sanders and people like him are the future. The GOP need. Yeah. Vince, Ms. McConnell's family runs a Chinese shipping company with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. She deserves scrutiny and shouldn't have been chosen for a cabinet position. Hello? Who's the idiot who chose her for a cabinet position? 
Who did that? This is what blows my mind. You put somebody in a position, and then you insult them. Who is the idiot? It's you! Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, folks, I'm going to lose my mind. I really am. This guy... If, if you ever notice somebody, and I'm sure you've had people in your life like this, there's chaos all around them, and they're constantly complaining about this and that and this and that. And you realize, guess what? They're the person behind all the chaos. I told you I'm an aviation nerd. One of my favorite shows is Air Crash Investigation. And do what you like with this analogy. There's one. In fact, I saw this episode again just a few days ago. Soon after 9-11, there was a plane crash. And it was American Airlines flight that crashed, I believe, in, the, in New York. And immediately, everybody thought, oh, no, another terrorist attack. <laughs> I'm laughing because a good friend of mine who has been on the Trump train has jumped off. He sent me a text. Trump basically has TDS. He's saying Trump has Trump derangement syndrome. (laughs) And you have no idea. My friend Jonathan, I mean, he and I have gone back and forth on this for the last year or two. He's jumped off. This pushed him off a few days ago. Anyway, get back to my analogy. And a lot of people don't know this, uh, but back when this plane crash happened, it was a horrible thing. And the immediate thought, because it was so soon after 9-11, oh no, have terrorists struck again? They investigated. One of the first clues they found was the tail of the plane was in the river. Okay, so this can't be terrorism. Some mechanical issue happened here. You know what happened here? You know, everybody, you know, pretty much every flight you go on, you're going to find turbulence. This is kind of like, like our lives. We're going to face trials. We're going to face tribulations, right? Uh, it, it's just part of flying. You're going to experience just like you're going to experience potholes if you're driving on the roads, right? It's the same thing with flying. You will experience turbulence. Well, this plane went through apparently some wake turbulence. That's when you go behind another plane and experience its turbulence. And so what ended up happening, this inexperienced pilot, poorly trained pilot, which has now been confirmed by investigators, decides to use the rudder pedals to try to adjust and deal with this turbulence. So he, he's going left and right, left and right on the rudder. The rudder was not intended to be used like that. So he's putting loads that this rudder was never expected to experience. So here he is thinking he's fighting turbulence. Do you know what he was ultimately fighting? He was fighting himself. And his rudder movements broke the tail of the plane off and killed everybody on the plane. Do you see where I'm going with this, folks? The man destroyed the plane. He's thinking he's fighting against turbulence. He's fighting against the turbulence he created. And sadly, 
several hundred people died as a result. Fort Mill, Jr. let's try to take some calls real quickly. Uh, can you do it in about 30 seconds, Jr. Yeah. Go. Take it away, sir. Yes. Oh, uh, Vince, um, I agree with you completely. we got to get rid of Trump. Uh, we got 14 months to get rid of him here in South Carolina. We need to crush him in South Carolina, and you're doing it all wrong. you got to. The reason people like him is he, he brought common sense to Washington. Mm-hmm. And you need to attract his his loyalists with common sense that he can't win. Calling him a name, calling him a cult is not, sounding like the media is not going to work. Oh, I, I don't expect that. And, and that's not what I'm trying to do here. I, I have tried to point out, JR, I do appreciate your call. We've well, This is the point we're making. He cannot win. He has hit his high water mark. That is the fact here. Rob, can you do it in about 15 seconds? I'll try. Uh, I was a huge Trump supporter. Uh, voted for him, donated to his campaign, donated to Stop the Steal, campaigned for him, knocked on 2,500 doors last year wow. to get him reelected. Awesome. And I think it's time to move on from him. I think it's all. You look at an economics theory, diminishing returns. That's where we are with him now. Yep, I, I hear you, Rob. Thanks. Excellent and we call. Have many, many bright lights in the Republican Party. Yes, um, there are. Let's let's take advantage of those. Those of you still on the line, we'll try to get to your calls. For those of you who will still be around, stay with us.